what happened? What's gonna happen? I guess we're here to find out. So, on today's episode of Life After High School, I'm gonna reflect on 2019, some crazy events that happened that I think transformed the person I believe I will become in the following years. And upon that reflection, we're going to dive into 2020, what it looks like. I'm going to share a bit more of personal growth goals that I'd like to achieve. And hopefully that listeners will understand kind of how I think and how I'm going to approach this next year of podcasting and video making and see what I'm about, what they won't like, what they will like, and where the feedback will come in and uh, work well. So if you like that idea, stay tuned. It's the Life After High School Podcast. About two weeks ago, I uh, I had a really cool trip. Excuse me, I'm a little sick. I went to uh, the nation's capital where I went to school for a few years. And um, I went there with one of my good friends, uh, Kegan. He was on the podcast in one of the earlier episodes. Um, that episode is right here if you want to check it out. Um, and Kegan was really cool with uh, the trip. We were able to go up on the Friday afternoon, um, went up. He saw a bunch of his army friends. Um, I wanted to see a bunch of my friends and record a podcast at the same time in Ottawa. And with all that and all those events that transpired, I learned a lot. So to start us off, we got there around 8, 8.30. We met a bunch of people and we all went to this nightclub in Quebec called the Mardi Gras. Now... You know you're too old for nightclubs, or you're too sober for nightclubs, might add, that you enter the nightclub and you're like, fuck, this music's too loud, or like you got that like weird paranoid look on your face, you know? You you have that like, you're on edge, you don't know what it is. You know what that on edge feeling is? That anxiety, that like ball of fury fire inside you, that's called nerves, that's called you're sober. Nightclubs suck when they're sober. It's a bunch of crowd. It's a crowded space with people bumping into each other, people wanting to fight people, and a lot of great music that's turned up and edited from the original version. So you can imagine how I was. You know, they all bought shots, this one girl. uh, She bought us all shots, and I had one. I don't know what it was. It was a big one. It was like a big shot of some full shot, double, probably a double of um it was a clear liquid and like a see like a see-through one i wanted it to be water it wasn't water i drank it it tasted like gasoline and antifreeze had a baby and you could see through that baby it was a clear thick like gasoline burn as it went through my uh esophagus once it got through into my stomach i was like whoa okay came crashing down on me like the walls of Jericho. And with that, I was able to kind of boost my spirits a bit. You know, I had this same hoodie on, I ripped it off, exposing my t-shirt and my um, upper body and arm trunks being revealed from my shoulder, shoulders. And <clears throat> I was like, okay, here we go. And then all of a sudden, Without Me came on, that Eminem song, you know. And I heard it, but I didn't know what it was. So you can imagine what I am, that type of guy who, I'm the guy who holds up his phone in the middle of the dance floor, shazamming the song, hoping to hear something. Just rocking back and forth. All of a sudden I hear, I heard that and I went off. I, uh, I heard it, I went off, I got excited, I shazammed it, I downloaded the song, everyone went off in the club and that's when I was like, okay, this might not be too bad. Keep in mind, I'd worked six hours that day already <coughs> and I'd just driven another six and then had to coordinate through Ottawa traffic while driving standard stick shift. 
adds a bit more of a mental aggression on your brain thoughts and that it brings your level down in terms of fatigue. So I was a bit tired at this point. And once I got there, I thought to myself, okay, two things need to happen. I need to sit down and I need to close my eyes. But I didn't want to just do that at the bar because that ruins an energy. So what I did was, since I needed that pick-me-up, but I also wanted to like chill, I went and bought a Red Bull. That Red Bull was $92. I, so I um, dipped into my 401k, purchased this Red Bull at this French nightclub with a Spanish theme. It was a lot to take in. I went back, sat down with my friends and just... Downed it. Felt good. I needed that. Uh, Red Bull was my first choice. It's probably number seven on my energy drink list. Um, the first four are all monster flavors. Just be clear. I think number five is probably five hour energy with the uh, purpose of the number five. Um, number six is probably water. Water or green tea. Um, probably green tea. And then... Um, Number seven is the aforementioned Red Bull. <coughs> Had that. Next day, we kicked it. You know, that was fun. Everyone went out. They did their thing. I did my thing. It wasn't too bad. You know, we met up that night. We made steaks at 3 a.m. So, to back up, though, because I'm getting excited and getting ahead of myself. We ended up finding the steaks because my buddy around 8 o'clock gave me steaks. He was like, yo, we got, uh, we got food for you. We got pork chops. We got steaks. We got sausages steered six or seared something like that i can't remember quite what the name is but um anyways i'm sure you'll tell me in the comments and i ended up making these with a buddy and his buddy at 3 a.m on the sunday morning and it was brutal there was no ventilation in the airbnb we had opened up every door on the second floor every window I was like, it was searing all the garlic and the butter was going in through our eyes. Oh man, I couldn't deal. My eyes are still in pain from it now. And <clears throat> with that, we had the steaks, we munched, I went to bed, but I found probably the greatest thing. And I recommend this for everybody. If you ever have trouble sleeping or have trouble with falling asleep or staying asleep or just quality of sleep itself, what I would recommend is what I found in my car from when I worked in a smelter. Earplugs, foam earplugs, roll, put them in, go to sleep. You don't need to have like a certain decaffeinated tea or melatonin timed exactly two and a half hours before your eyes close for the first time past 10 o'clock. Otherwise you're gonna be up at 2.45 a.m. on Christmas morning and everyone's gonna hate you for the next five years because you are that guy who ruined Christmas. I don't want that to happen to you. So I would recommend earplugs. Simple, put them in your ear, easy going, smooth sailing. That's the way we're gonna go. That helped my sleep. Woke up Sunday, kicked it, you know, went. Everyone kind of woke up, chilling. I got my stuff packed and I went to Human 2.0 in Ottawa. Um, it is a performance and rehabilitation center, fitness center. Um, I was able to learn more about how to do a proper Turkish getup, proper bear crawls. Um, what else? I was able to learn not only those two techniques, but get like massaged certain ways in my uh, back, my hips, my legs. Um, mostly my hips. I think my hips are my, they're always tight. It could be from the sitting, which I don't do a lot of much anymore. I try to move and get a, the blood flowing as much as I can just to help. Um, and with that, I also did a barefoot walk for the first time in winter. That was a battle on its own. I My feet felt cut. They felt broken. They felt frozen. They did not feel good until I put my socks back on and blood started to immediately rush towards my feet. And once that happened... I could not have been more excited to get on the turf, learn a couple of Turkish get-up techniques, bear crawl techniques, techniques, excuse me, more movement stuff. And once I went through all of that, I was able to understand why 
movement is so important and why self-awareness in the human body is even more important. Whereas movement is this gross thing, but the small amount that it's exercised, as Dan used it on my previous podcast that you can find here, that he mentions the size He mentions the side that if this mug is exercise, this table is movement. You need movement, move it or lose it. And this whole process of listening to Dan, who to reflect on that episode, he's very, very intelligent and well-spoken. Thing is, he's articulate with a bit of a tough love. Um, blunt teaching ability teaching abilities and some people don't like it some people love it I personally find myself in the category of loving it just because if you get past how he's saying it what he's saying makes so much sense and for that reason I could not be more grateful for his time for the fitness center's time that I was at and if you're ever in Ottawa and you have any injuries, I have yet to meet the rest of his team, but I can only imagine they are, if they're even half as unreal at their profession as Dan is, that center is gonna blow success out of the water. And I could not believe that anymore than I do. With that being said, I ended up going back and um, seeing the team, seeing the guys, and having fun with them for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, most of my buddy Kagan, shout out to him. He's a pretty funny dude. <laughs> so him and I were able to kick it. We were able to have fun. And then I went to see a good friend of mine from Ecuador named Adelie. Shout out to you, Adelie. That was an interesting conversation. Um, Adelie is one of those people who I don't, one of those friends that I have that I don't hang out, let alone talk to them all the time, if at all. Like I've gone months not talking to her. And then we'll strike up a conversation. Either she'll hit me up with something or I'll hit her up with something. And it'll just spark an inspirational conversation between the two of us that just lights up whatever we're talking about. And our my ideas, at least from my perspective, start to flow. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Or that's a really good idea. Or, oh, I want to ask her this. Or I wonder what she thinks about that. And speaking to her and the way her perspective is, it's very, very unique. I have met a lot of people that rem some not a lot of people remind me of her people i have are also very very different from her and i think having that perspective in my life is really helpful and so for that i say thank you it was one of those conversations where we discussed the difference between hustle and struggle hustle is something i believe that when you work towards something and you're working towards a goal you're ending up putting whatever you want worth of focus in that goal and that will help you achieve it. It's when you are putting all your effort and working harder than you typically would to achieve a goal that you have. And for example, when I was in school, I was hustling to make that goal happen. Or if you're competing for a tournament and you want to win, you put in all that extra hustle time to win that tournament or perform at your best. And she's going through somewhere, she's working hard, doing something she doesn't like. And therefore, we're trying to find the difference between if it's a struggle or if it's a hustle. What really is the difference? Like is one because you're working for someone else or you're just not, you're kind of in a rut or that's not what you want to do or it doesn't pertain to what you want to do or there's no love for it and you find it's tricky to balance what you're doing, which can be a challenge for everybody. And I know everybody goes through similar situations throughout their life. And a lot of that, I was thinking on my drive back, has to probably pertain to the way you're forced into doing things for other people. And it's tricky because you could have girlfriends, boyfriends, mothers, fathers, 
kids, you could have, like, you could be doing a job you hate, but because you need to provide for your kids, that could be a tricky situation to be a part of. And you could find yourself in a hole that just keeps getting deeper. And the rope, i.e. the ability to climb yourself out of this hole or get out of the rut in this case, is just getting harder to climb and harder to do. And at some point, the hole's too deep and your ladder won't be able to reach the top. So that'll be something I'm going to look more into for sure, just to figure out what is best as an option for people in that scenario. Um, but with that being said, moving forward, um, 2019. Wow. Overall year. Okay. So my overall year, geez. So I had a crazy year. And I think a lot of people watching or listening will probably find out for the first time what my year was like. Um, now that I think about it, I barely know. So my New Year's kind of started. My New Year's from 2018, 2019. My 2018 was unreal. So my 2019, different. It kind of seemed flat, my 2019. Um, my New Year started off, I was working at a job. No disrespect to any of them. Obviously, it's all love. I wasn't the biggest fan of the environment for the reason that Dan covers in the last podcast, um, movement. I wasn't really moving a lot. I was getting bored very easy and that was affecting my ability to focus and my ability to give a fuck. And that made my performance not good. That made me not want to keep going because I wasn't doing well. And I ended, like, ended up in, I think, August? Sure, July or August, leaving, um, no longer with them, and it was a bitter pill to swallow coming out of the conversation, just because they gave me such good reinforcement, I learned that it's okay, and here's the thing, to be completely honest, I think when you do something, and I got a job right out of college I got a sweet or I got a sweet opportunity after graduating like four months later I got an interview I got a job offer paid well it was nice to have full-time paycheck benefits all that stuff didn't like it but you know who did like it my parents friends colleagues teachers it looks a lot it looks very good for other people but then you have to sit down and I didn't really do this a lot or recently until when was it? Uh, when was the key time that I did that though? It was July 1st, I think. It was my birthday weekend and I was able to just chill out, get some like reflection time. Um, Cause life's very go, go, go. Every, you wanna be, you wanna always be doing something, hanging out with people, being entertained, right? You either wanna be watching TV or eating food or hanging out with your folks or hanging out with friends or going to work or training, working out podcasting or being busy everyone's always busy everyone's head's always busy we're always focused on something everyone's always almost so overwhelmed everyone's whelmed but nobody's really overwhelmed yet everyone's fighting that line right they're playing they're baiting it every time they do one other thing or they want don't get enough sleep and then so <coughs> excuse me my brain was worse than that and it was battling that and it was battling how to deal with the situations that I'd been facing and I got wind that one of my best friends is moving to Australia so as excited as I am for him and I hope he listens to this I will tell him to I'm excited for him and I can't wait to hear about his adventure and go visit him in Australia in 2020 which we'll get to that I I was sad. I was sad because I'm missing. I'm losing one of my best friends. He's a great dude. Means a lot. And it's super cool of an opportunity for him. I'm going to miss him. That's all. Learning that and then learning different things that went by uh, between the job, between that, and not really knowing. And that was something that I battled with and that was tricky. So... Because if I didn't have the podcast, I felt if I did the podcast, it was a battle, right? If I kept doing the podcast without working, 
or without like a good good job like a full-time working without doing one of those jobs that was full-time in my field within reason right um you often wonder if all that stuff is just going to boil over or it's going to subsettle on its own, subside on its own. And in my case, it almost seemed to boil over. If I didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't have that inspiration to learn. This kind of almost forced me to. Um, like in the process of not having a job or working somewhere that I wasn't too into working, but it paid well, I ended up realizing that a lot of what was going on was my own brain fighting what everyone else was saying that I should do, right? I'd have people tell me, I'm not going to name names for the sake of it, um, but I'd have people tell me, well, it's not in your field, or you need to find something in your field, or maybe you should try this, or maybe you should try here, maybe you should try that. And it's like, there's so many other factors. You can't just, people are putting their what they know and telling you what you should do when they don't know what they're doing. And knowing that they don't know, but still valuing their opinions is a tricky way to play verbal ping pong when you're having conversation about what your next big step should be. And this was tough. This was definitely tough to go through. Um, moving forward, I think what helped was having that support system in place. That was jujitsu. That was the podcast. That was my girlfriend, that was all these things that not only kept my focus on the right track, but it kept, it kept what I wanted to do in check. I wasn't able to just fuck off and go drink and do drugs or travel somewhere because I had to at least keep a routine and stay focused to a certain point that I could be efficient at jujitsu and my podcast wouldn't slack because those are my two hobbies that I absolutely love doing. That's it. There's really nothing more to it. Um, I believe I progressed both in terms of my podcasting abilities and my jujitsu abilities, both very, very small progressions, I think, but still progressions nonetheless. And moving forward, <coughs> looking back on now, all the podcasts that I've done. Um, I had the one with Davin that started in February. Um, the Davin and Glenn show. That was, it was so much fun hanging out with them for the first probably two months. And then the last episode, everything started to subside. And the problem is we had sweet guests on that I kind of was like, man, if I was doing this by myself, I would do this completely different. But I know if Davin had it by himself, he would do it completely different too. So with that being said, <clears throat> looking back on the uh, on the whole de detailed run of what that show was is it was we swore a lot not so much me but we swore a lot there was no real structure we didn't really have an audience or a niche we was like hey guys who wants to listen to stupid shit like it was basically our friends it didn't really have much like focus on where it should go and I think that was what at the end of the day was going to prevent us from um, improving and why do anything if we're not improving and that kind of brought my motivation down that was kind of his attitude which brought my motivation down even further he didn't have any he went from 100 to 12 and uh, that was frustrating to be honest, but making the decision to finally, and I asked a bunch of people, I was like, Hey, should I do a fitness podcast or should I do like kind of life after high school, focus on young adults and give, provide them with a place to go to see and just get answers, get information about what to do after high school, what to do before you graduate high school, what to do after you graduated college and what options there are for, for you to do and what mistakes to avoid, what mistakes you might want to make on your own, what things you should think about when you're in the thick and thick of it, thick of it all. 
And that's what this podcast is. It's something that I love to do because at the end of the day, no matter whether, no matter what, whether I want to go talk in front of schools or talk to people or meet with guidance counselors or talk to kids about like the right way to go about making decisions. At the end of the day, I'm just a dude who wants to learn. I'm just a dude looking to learn, want to hang out and uh, going from there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just want to have fun. I want to sit, shoot the shit with people who are way knowledgeable, way more knowledgeable than me. And uh, I want to pick the fucking hell out of their brain. I want to understand every detail that people have going on in their head that make them that forces them to make these decisions that impact their life in the successful way that they're exemplifying in front of me or have they done in the past. And this whole thing that is what my podcast is, has been so far. Let's just do a recap. Um, this is episode 23. Okay. Episode 23, Jesus, of, wow, 20, okay, 23. So now, with that being said, let's go to my podcast album. So <clears throat> I've recorded with, so I've got to sit down with my friends, Sadiq, my buddies from Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Devin and Bubba, and learn just a bit about them, learn some really funny stories, and I never had quite the relationship with those two as I did now our friendships blossomed a lot more after they sat down and we all hung out that day. We just got to shoot the shit with my two buddies and it got like 170 views. A lot of people liked it. They thought it was hilarious. I got to sit down with my brother and understand what kind of makes him do what he does. And that was super cool to do. I got to also sit down with my buddy Liam Passy, who I hadn't heard from in about a year. We followed each other on Instagram, so we knew kind of what was up with the other. But hearing some stories and experiences he's been through that have shaped who he is as a young man now has been incredible. That was a long conversation, and it was so in-depth. And then we go afterwards to the track, and they ran a beer mile. So that was exciting. Um, I got to have a friend of mine named Michaela come on as my first female guest shout out to her and give a uh, great conversation about her travels um, her process after high school graduating why victory lap was so important for her to do and uh, she gave a cool perspective on why people should do a victory lap um, it kind of gives you that time to uh, make decisions and you don't feel as pressured I had uh, my friend Georges Cerise on who's a uh, starter on the Sudbury 5 basketball team and he got to share with me his basketball experiences his transition post-graduation to what took him to where he is now and what makes him successful as a professional basketball player I got to sit down with my brother Corey who this also I think blossomed our uh, friendship even more he's a uh, he co-runs Troop MMA um and sitting down talking to him about the business side of it as well as like his jiu-jitsu perspective why he got into it why he loves it so much um why him exiting high school not even going to grade 10 really i think it was halfway through grade 10 he uh finished and he ended up going doing construction and now he runs he's like a foreman he's operator like he's done it all he's built highways that we're all driving on every day and he's incredible really great dude to talk to very very good dude i got to also have on the show i got to have ali on the show ali is an incredible young woman who has done a lot in the gymnastics community. She participates in competitive dragon boating. She's a teacher. She's studying her masters. And she's just a lot of a human being. She's a personality and a half. And meeting her and getting to know her and becoming friends with her has been an amazing ride. I had my buddy Ben Koval on who had reached out, talked about being on the show kind of as a joke. 
And then I was like, you know, dude, forget it. Like, come on. And then came on the show. Uh, we talked a lot about his travels, um, what he likes to do with outdoor adventure leadership, where he sees that going in terms of a business potential opportunity in the future. And afterwards, he went and taught me how to flip a kayak and rotate all the way through barrel roll or Eskimo roll. I think I think it's Eskimo roll. Yeah. Call it an Eskimo roll. It sounds cool. So, and then I have my buddy Kagan on as well. Kagan was able to share with me what his military experiences were like, some of his opinions on that and just his process after high school to where he is now to what he wants to do to him going back to school at Cambridge again. But all of it with the goal of being a uh, like med tech in the army and just his discipline for what he wants to do. I could not be more excited to see how this turns out for him. In the process, I also had Alyssa on to share a lot of information about the banking and what, <clears throat> excuse me, and what the banks don't tell you and what you want to learn in high school or school in general and you don't about your money what the difference between resps and tfsas are how to invest what to invest when to invest all that good stuff i had kate marshall who is a registered nurse come on and explain kind of what the process is like how to study and be efficient in the field of nursing and kate's just incredible man like <laughs> she's sick she's really cool she knows a lot of things and the way she articulates what she knows and how to approach what you should do is just very simple to understand. I then had my buddy Julian on and Julian came on and Julian is what I think I would like to call was a he, it was kind of his idea to see if he came on the show and we did a collab to see because he's a YouTuber himself to see if his fans would come to mind, would come and be mine. And I got like probably, I think, four subscribers in, since airing his episode um, directly linked to that episode coming out. It went really good, really quick, high watch time numbers. Um, <clears throat> shout out to his channel, UG Dynasty. He's got roughly about six, just over 6,000 followers. Or subscribers, right? And yeah, he talked a lot about YouTube, YouTube marketing, the transition after high school they did, um, that kind of stuff. I then had my brother <coughs> Zachary born on. Zach is what I like to call down to earth, but out to lunch. Some of the things he say says and the way he approaches things are a little they're way in depth. He's very, very like into the details, and that made it for a very interesting conversation. I then had gentleman Harry come on the show who moved to Canada when he was 16 years old from India and had his father pass away, had been scammed out of free work and free labor when he first got to Toronto from, excuse me, from India and him sharing his experiences from his perspective and me just being in the same room, I was able to feel that energy and vibe off it. And that made that conversation so much more freeing. And now talking to him, it's like, yo, brother, what's up? Every time I see him at work, instead of like, hey, how are you? You know, it's more real. So then I had, I had Bruce on. Bruce Larton dealt with bipolar disorder. Had uh, He's also produces music, raps as well. And he was able to give me a perspective that I never thought I could have talking to somebody with bipolar disorder, the way he communicates it and the way he articulates what his issues are were very simple for me to understand and process to gain the perspective and that outlook inside his brain. What else? I went and had, this was a cool one. I had Marley Cameron on the podcast. So she currently is dealing with, uh, with a metallistic thyroid cancer in her neck and having her on the show and thinking about having when I had Bruce on the show and then when I had Harry on the show all these people who have had or have or been through or are going through or still trying to deal with 
the effects that these unique differences to their lives, seeing the way that they look at life and the way they approach different things, and then being in the same room, like with Marley, for specific example, being in the room with someone of her energy and her light and the way she carried the conversation and the way she answered everything with like positive outlook and it's so easy in her situation to be negative so easy and she not only chooses to be like it is what it is she goes above that and she goes well fear is not holding me back nothing can and she just rises way above it and that was something that i immediately felt when she walked in the room and then her husband walks in the room and the combination between what they both have achieved and what they're going to achieve and what their processes have been to becoming who they are and being in the same room and getting that energy and talking to them was just not intimidating, but it was intense in a good way, really good way. I then had Emily Musio on the show. Now, this was a cool one. This is a really cool meetup because she's a friend of Ben's and now she's a friend of mine. And I was able to meet her, talk to her, and learn so much about her in about the hour and a bit that I had, on, had her on the show for. And just learning how social she is, how positive she is, what cool shit she's done, man. Oh, yeah, she was telling me some of this stuff. And I was like, can we switch lives for like a year? But anyways, I digress. Hearing her energy and the way she, the enthusiasm she answered every question and like the way she answered everything with that energy was enlightening for me to be around. And I have much appreciation for her and everyone else that I've mentioned so far and everyone I will mention who's lent me their time in, as what my buddy said yesterday to me, in like this, at like the pool, he was like, dude, you just get to sit down and shoot the shit with people. I'm like, yeah, it's the best. I get to learn from these incredible people and just have fun doing it, right? I then had, who else I had? I had Emily Bassett on the show. And Emily, I recorded a Skype call in Denmark. This podcast was a lot for me as well as it was for everyone else. Um, Emily's super cool. She's got an extreme amount of travel knowledge that she's built up in over the 25 countries she's been to and visited and traveled through. And a lot of what she's doing and the advice she gives not only applies, I think, to a lot of people, but to me. And I took a lot of notes that episode. I've watched that and listened to it back a few, quite a few times um, just to gain more out of the conversation because there's so many little things that she puts in there that just blew my mind every time I revisited the conversation. I then had... A buddy of mine who I actually graduated high school with in 2014 named Pat Bryce. Pat's a really smart guy, and he was able to articulate every answer to the questions I asked very well, and he inspired me a lot, pun intended, to why we're doing what we're doing in the strength and conditioning world, why he's training me for performance, how the way we're doing it is the best way, and just his sincerity and his passion for helping others achieve greatness is to an extreme level inspiring and then to conclude after pat i had brother dan on the show i traveled to the nation's capital as previously said and recorded with dan dan's a really smart guy he just kills it every time he talks i'm like man like teach me teach me teach me your ways teach me your ways master like we worked way back at the Y in Ottawa and he had given me a lot of psychology books. He had talked a lot, given me like weight training programs. And he was always like a mentor in that respect where he was kind of coaching me through self-improvement a bit, giving me things to do and like, hey, you should check out this book if you want to learn this. Kind of giving me tools to improve upon uh, myself. And I've had... 22 people on the podcast and I could not be more grateful for every single one of them between having friends of mine on family of mine on 
um, people who've recorded from out of Sudbury, from people who've come from out of Sudbury, people who I've gone to see, um, people who've donated their time from their lives um, in other countries overseas, um, people who are willing to share what they know and what advice they have and donate however much time that they want to some dude with a camera, a microphone, and an ambition to learn is pretty incredible. And this year, I can't wait to see where we go with it between wanting to just talk to more people and learn and wanting to scale it to a point that people want to hear what I have to say to me creating this vault of information around what is best when you're a young adult who doesn't quite know what to do. I want to be the one to provide that answer to. I appreciate everybody and I can't emphasize that enough specifically for the time that you have that you are investing it in what I'm doing whether it be for support you believe in my goal and my vision or you just find it entertaining and you just want to see me fuck up. Either one all love and much appreciated. So now moving forward on this episode I want to talk about kind of what I've learned over 2019. Learned one, probably not to be so hard on myself. That's the hardest one, I think. Because everyone is their own worst critics. And you go through everyday life doubting yourself or overthinking what you want to do or if what you should do is good or big enough or like you always question or doubt and you always have this anxiety or this lack of confidence in what you do. And it's not so much a lack in confidence as it is an uncertainty of an outcome. I believe often a lot in myself. I'm not lacking much of it there. I just think personally, it's a battle when I don't know the outcome and it's something big, like with the job or in relationships i find when it comes to something that you can't really control as easily as you might think um like i can control how much effort i put out i can control kind of how quickly i get the episodes out how much focus i put into editing them uh what guests i want on i can't control if they respond or not but i can't control and if i ask um and how well i prepare for the episodes and just stuff like that kind of makes it very very tricky to instill confidence in the uncertainty of what might happen and the belief in myself has expanded a lot in a significant way ever since now that i have my new job where i'm able to be on my feet and do things that i enjoy and work with people who are pretty funny and not as judgmental um that makes it bit more of an, an uplifting experience to go through every day. Excuse me. And with that, I've met quite a few new people this year that have, in one way or another, whether I talk to them a lot or I don't talk to them at all, and I've only talked to them once or twice, their impact has had such an insane amount of positive reinforcement on what I'm doing that it's motivated me to think differently or slow things down and be patient or choose correctly the right decisions at certain times or take a step back, evaluate the situation and understand what to do at certain times. And I think a lot of that is a tough battle that a lot of people need to understand how to deal with. Myself, I'm still going through it. I just feel I've had a lot I've experienced this past year with going through that kind of thing, whether it's um, whether it's feeling shitty because of the environment you're in or the environment you're not in and that you removed yourself from. Um, with that being said, um, I had a conversation recently with uh, somebody, a friend of mine, and she mentioned about 
believing in myself and it's like oh why don't you tell people about your podcast more or why don't you talk about it? I'm like I don't know it's weird promoting it myself and all this comes down to my belief in myself and how good I think it could be and she said do you want it to be good or do you want it to be great and I was like well I want it to be the best and whether I achieve that or not I won't prevent myself from working to become that level or reach that goal or have this vision of what I want to do with the show and discussing that with her and meeting new people and being open-minded to whatever's coming my way is something that I was struggling with and something I also want to touch on a bit since uh, we just came out of Christmas and Christmas we spend a lot of family time um, you know that saying where you are the average you're the product of the five people you hang around with right and if you have toxic environment or toxic people remove them right simple enough but what if those people are people you live with or your parents or relatives of yours that you see frequently what if these people are preventing you from seeing relatives that make you feel better um stuff like this is very very touchy subject and a toxic one when it comes to people who you are related to that you have no choice to go see you can't just bail on a christmas dinner because everyone's an asshole as much as you'd probably love to as much as i've tried you can't really get away with that because there's always those negative repercussions that could come your way from it and uh, that stuff is very very tricky and keep in mind i'm still trying to figure that part out myself i'll try my best for it for you guys to figure that part out um it's something that i realize you kind of just have to double down and double back on if you spend 20 percent, you need to now double that time with people who are above your level of happiness that you can get that energy back and have enough of it that you can now pass that energy on to those negative influences in your life because just so you know parents if the job's not in your kids field it doesn't mean they're a failure i find parents are a lot of stuck in the mud with this mentality and they think that just because their kid didn't go to school or and this is something i felt if something had to be in my field otherwise i would feel like i owe them for the time the investment they invest in you you have to do exactly what they invested in and it's a tricky touchy subject tricky battle to deal with and it's a tough thing to go through and it's one of those things where you either have to not tell them or you have to remove yourself from them enough that they only see the good in what's going on if they see the bad they'll either make you feel bad or be held accountable in a guilt way and then that doesn't affect your energy in a positive outlook form. Um, so that's a tough one to go through. But something out of that that I learned is it's okay to do what you want to do. As long as you do it for you and you make it clear that it's for you. Because at the end of the day, the best part is also the worst part. Because the best part is it might only be you. But the worst part is it's only you. So with that being said, the belief, I think, is something that I've taken a lot out of this year. And I've looked back and go, I've had a, I've had a bit of an expectation for certain things. And I've often surpassed that expectation. I've set the bar at a medium level and I've achieved higher. And a lot of that's taken place where I would put myself in a situation and say, you know what? I'm sticking to my guns here. And more often than not, that worked out. Couldn't be happier with that. Now, 2020, the year to come. Wow, I've been talking for a while now about what happened in the last year. Bullshit that's occurred that I wanted to either fix or things that happened that I really am appreciative for and people I met who I much love. And with all this that went on, I came to realize and reflect on my 2020 goals. Simple things like just not biting my nails as much, if at all. That's a tough one. Um, I want to make more videos. I want to get more subscribers, more watch time. I want to 
I want to talk to people more about the show. I want to challenge myself, comfort zone ways of just putting myself out there more that provides me with the ability to find those opportunities that could propel what my preparation's been forming. That could be in a podcast, that could be in the way I speak or how I speak or the way I communicate or the way I interview or the people I interview um, and their platforms. All this boils down to the comfort zone that I'm willing to put myself in and understanding why settling is a toxic form frame of mind to have. That settling and comfort is a killer. It's something that it's not fun being bored, but bored is where your comfort zone is. Like just hanging out, doing nothing is easy. It's like, are you, it's a challenge to work through, but, and I'm often trying to find myself in that situation of how can I put myself in a more uncomfortable situation? I'm just lying on my bed watching Netflix. How can I make this more com- more uncomfortable? And trying to find out what works best for me in those scenarios. So that's something that I'm trying to work towards is building that comfort zone to a larger place and a larger space that it occupies in life that I'm able to only be in my comfort zone by going so far out of it. So that's going to be cool. That's going to be an adventure and have to push myself towards uh, experiencing. And speaking of adventures, I think the last thing I want to touch on is three pl- the couple of places I'd like to go. I'd like to go record a podcast with Reese and his girlfriend in Australia. I would like to travel to Greece. Ireland has cheap flights too out of Toronto, about 600 bucks. So a few hundred bucks is not too bad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I like to road trip somewhere, um, ski trips, stuff like that. Just stuff that puts you in that experience where you're you're not just in that everyday like wheel. Things that you don't do every day are the things I enjoy to do. It puts you in a rut when you're doing something that you don't like or doing something that you don't love and you just have to battle every day and go through it. And that's a challenge. And whether it's work, your love life, or your passions or your hobbies, too much of every, of anything is bad, but not enough of the right things is worse. So with that, um, I just want to close by saying and quoting Lone Survivor and... Uh, there's a speech they did at the end, the Ballad of Frogman, I think it was. And I want 2020 to be, I want 2020 to be this. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Moderation is for cowards. And if I'm able to live by that this year and move forward and grow, 2020 is going to be one hell of a year. I appreciate you guys. It's all love. Much love. I appreciate you.